Hi, welcome to Candor Beach. We are on episode 13, and today we are going to talk about the rise of super apps. So Silesh, we've been talking about Twitter rebranding, and we understand that Elon Musk is looking at making it, giving it a bunch of functionalities, which some might consider a super app. So what is a super app? So a super app is basically a congregation of multiple services um, under one roof. Like um, if you take, um, for example, the original super app, WeChat. WeChat. Yeah, so it has the financial services. It has, uh, you know, the user experience. You know, you have, uh, you know, shopping. You have, uh, you know, um, bill payments, everything in under one roof. So right. that. So is that what X is looking to become? Or that's what we uh, speculate? I believe it's. It's more like it's aiming to become a messaging system, shopping experience, you know, entertainment experience, you know, everything under one roof. Like he's bringing the social media connection for the entire app. And how is that going to match up against uh, old Zuck's meta? Threads. <laughs> threads, I mean, threads is, I don't no, know. No, not just threads. I'm talking about meta platforms. Meta, Meta, he's planning for a metaverse, right? So, but that is going to take longer time to take off than, you know, just regular uh, Meta itself, Facebook. So this is, I think this is the evolution of all the apps. So, you know, I think Mark Zuckerberg's already introduced a bunch of these features. Like, I understand that there has been the strategy of identify a winner and then buy it or build it. Uh, sort of a strategy that they have adopted into the past in in the past, but I believe they have the right ingredients. With Instagram, they have a lot of influencers, which is what mm. uh, YouTube did. And uh, while YouTube's progressed to uh, being their content creators, which is what X is or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, is planning yeah. on doing. Uh, Instagram has the potential of revenue sharing. It will definitely solidify their base. WhatsApp has uh, payments. I don't know if Messenger has payments as well, but I I mm -hmm. think they do as well. The Facebook Messenger. Just like, yeah, but then I don't think Instagram is paying any of. I mean, no, I'm not talking about revenue sharing. I'm talking about this a separate feature, payment, payment, oh, yeah, payment, payment wallets. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I I I uh, I don't think Facebook or Meta has it, but uh, it does. Yeah, WhatsApp, WhatsApp has it. WhatsApp does have. Uh, the I think Messenger system. may also have it. I'm not 100% sure. No, no, no. It does have it. It has it through the UPI system, right? Messenger, Messenger. Yeah, WhatsApp Messenger. messenger. It has Facebook it through the Messenger. Is a different. Oh, app. I don't think about that. I don't know. Yeah. I've never used it. <laughs> All right. Um, and then Facebook also has a marketplace. Yeah, the marketplace is, is there. It's which is pretty good. You know, it's um. It's like the Craigslist OLX thing, right? So it's actually very. I've I've actually uh, shopped on uh, Facebook Metaplace. Um, Fantastic. So yeah, yeah I, I can see why you were stuck with the meta word. The meta word. Um, but what I would speculate then is that while Elon is trying to pivot Twitter into into something that's more than what their new rival Threads is going to be. It is essentially still occupying the same space that Mark Zuckerberg has already made his own. Yeah, so 
how would a super app compete? He's not that successful in it. Like I feel like this is way. This is the direction he should have took. Like if you look, you know, like the adoption of WeChat and stuff. And WeChat has 1.3 billion users. Mm -hmm. And um, that this is where the evolution is going to be. Like you have everything under one roof. Like you have the performance. You know. Um, you know. Um, like cost savings, so certain apps actually help, um, you know, super apps. If you shop through that, they actually give you a lot more cost saving, you know, personalization. They uh, they uh, do the entire user experience under one. So I think that is where it's evolving to. I would say that a super app is essentially creating an ecosystem. And that is something that Apple has cultivated, Amazon has cultivated, is cultivating. Um, Google is obviously building on that as well. And within an ecosystem, you can choose to have a super app, or you could just choose to have multiple, multiple functions, services offered separately, like an unbundling of sorts. And here's my argument for it. You've had WeChat out there for since 2010, 2012, mm. right? Like it was it was founded and launched around around that space, if I remember correctly. You haven't had a lot of successful super apps since. WeChat's the best yeah. example, but you don't have a lot of super apps. But you have the same concept. You have the same concept in an ecosystem. Um, the advantages of unbundling are if I don't want a specific service, I'm arguing that I am getting to customize what I want. I don't want Apple TV Plus or whatever the subscription is called, but I want Apple Podcasts and I want Apple Music as an example. I mean, I have all of them, so it's not like I don't want it, but uh, it, it's a it's a customization that I can choose to have if I should want for that. It, it occupies less space, I would say that uh, in terms of if, if I wanted to watch something on Apple TV Plus, like if I wanted to watch Ted Lasso, I don't have to have Apple Music running. And at the end of the day, from a programming perspective, there is the whole argument that this is occupying some running resources. A super app is yeah. likely to occupy a significantly more running resources than an individual app. And the main benefit that a super app has, in my opinion, from a company perspective, is that I have a loyal customer base and I am offering them a value proposition that they can trust. At the end of the day, it leverages the brand's name. If you trust mm. Sony, if you trust Sony's TVs, you are likely to trust Sony's headphones. You are likely to uh, trust Sony's, uh, whatchamacallit, those displays. <laughs> right? Like people are buying Sony displays, just, just the display screens, I mean. Yeah. Sony is a brand that I trust and in itself it's created an ecosystem. Apple with their podcast, Apple TV Plus, Apple Music, Apple Cloud. There are a bunch of things, Amazon as well. And I, I think at the end of the day, it's all down to cultivating an audience for your various service offerings, leveraging your brand. Mm -hmm. And in Considering that, I think that you could choose to have a super app if that adds additional revenue streams 
or you could just leave it be because your value proposition can be distributed, can be unbundled, so to speak. Yeah, like if you like, like you said, you know, like um, it occupies a lot of space on the phone. Maybe a super app is going to occupy a lot of space on the phone. I'm also talking and, about running space, like RAM usage as an example. Yeah, so you have uh, the other issue of massive data collection because these super apps are collecting a lot of data from all your shopping experiences, bill payments, everything together, and they have your financial information. So it is also, it might be prone to, let's say if it has a security breach or a data leak, your entire information is gone. So uh, it, it's like basically hacking into the, the what do you call the, you know, the credit bureaus, like the TransUnion credit bureau, which got hacked into. They have the entire information, your shopping history, your habits, everything. So right, as opposed like, to siloed, unbundled uh, hmm. operations, you mean? That's... That's a possibility because while you were saying what you were saying about the hacking, I was like, what if someone hacked Apple? Like when Apple, um, the iCloud got hacked, mm. people started pulling out photos. I don't know what yeah. other information people got. Like when uh, Serena Williams is, I, I, either Seri I think Serena or Venus, her, their medical records were tapped into mm -hmm. during a tournament that was released right before the tournament. Yeah, I briefly read about it, yeah. Uh, years ago, but yeah, you happen to. Oh, there was a huge breach uh, with trans. I believe it was TransUnion. TransUnion about like uh, hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand uh, accounts were breached, and a lot of data was, uh, you know, uh, leaked. So that's something we should be worried about. Like you know, like, and and another thing is, um, I would really worry about is dependence. Like you know, like what if. What if you become completely dependent on this app and it breaks? It's That's true. something we have to <laughs> Yeah. So you know, you you you're so used to it and it breaks, you know. So and you're gonna be it's it's gonna be a tough call. Fascinating. So we we started off by talking about, or we we intend on titling this episode "The Rise of Super Apps," but we're already killing them off. No, no, we have to talk about the cons to figure out the issues, what it's going to happen. Right? We so have been talking about the cons, right? Like, yeah. it occupies a lot of space, takes a lot of resources to run, potential data breach. Yeah, I mean, we we, we did uh, expand upon the pros, you know, it's, you know, uh, performance it, it increases, like, what do you call, um, it's under the same... Personalization, right? Because everything's under the same... Um, so you have the user experience, you know, like you can, you know, integrate all your, uh, your shopping habits under one app. So it actually yeah, it increases your flawless uh, shopping experience. So I have an argument against that as well. You know how uh -huh. Apple creates these devices, right? These wonderful iPhones. Yeah. Now uh, your data apparently is stored on your iPhone. Like they put this whole Apple privacy thing, like they keep advertising about it. So everything's on this device. Now, the beauty of it is autocorrect messes up on WhatsApp just the same as it messes up on Amazon, just the same as it messes up on Google search. That's yeah. consistent delivery of experiences, basically. 
So once I have an ecosystem of sorts, like the Apple devices and ecosystem with iCloud, I, my, my autocorrect now translates to my MacBook and my iPad. So the mistakes that were, that were being made on one device can, I, I don't know if it does, but can translate from one device to another. So yeah. your system of personalization within a super app, I would argue could be expanded to an entire ecosystem. So yeah, so let's say- You don't need a super app. You don't need a super app. I, I, super I disagree. App. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what else? Like you were talking about personalization. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, personalization, like I would say, you, um, you know, targeted advertising, man. You know, like you, you personalization. From the consumer's perspective or from a business's perspective? like Business's perspective. So okay. you can, you know, personalize, you know, target some, you know, you know, customers based on their, you know, their habits on this app. So the, yes, I agree there is a lot of data collection, but it is useful for, you know, marketeers, you know, especially you. So here's a here's a, the flip side, man. Like, I understand that when I, like advertisers would be excited about any platform, right? Like I have a new set of consumers that I can reach out to, or I have a second chance or a third chance or a fourth chance at reaching out to the same consumer and pushing them to convert. Great mm -hmm. for me. But if there's no demand, why would they join the, why would they sign up for this platform? Like why, if they know that they are going to be, they're going to be bombarded with advertisements, they might not even sign up. If a data thing is an issue, I, I as a consumer might not sign up. Well, where would the advertisers run then? So I would say, you know, uh, incentives, you know, incentives will bring customers in. So right. more than the, yeah, I rap, yeah, I don't like the bombarding, but at the end of the day, if it's, if, you know, for example, Tata New gives 10%, uh, you know, up to 10% off on any kind of shopping with their partner uh, brands. So anything which has to do with uh, Tata New, like Chroma, uh, their uh, Titan, Tanish, you know, like the jewelry, anything mm -hmm. you buy through their super app, get up to nine to 10% off, which and is- And a lot of these brands are Tata brands, aren't they? Exactly. So, so, so they're all on the same app. Ecosystem. Ecosystem, they're yeah. Leveraging the ecosystem. But you're not going to get that same cost saving when you go buy it separately from there. Uh, like if you go into Tanish and buy it separately, you're not going to get like eight, 9% off, but you're going to get it, that eight, 9% off when you use a super app. So if I could add to your argument there, I would say that there are two factors in play. One is uh, when I am an individual business with, like one, one like I'm driving, uh, I'm using incentives to drive certain behavior. But the second block is I could be passing forward producer surplus, like mm. efficiencies that I gain from by using a single stream as opposed to divided multiple streams those efficiencies are being passed on as incentives. Essentially, yeah. I'm talking about incentives in both places, I guess. Well, one's derived from operational efficiencies, one's a marketing budget. That that was why I said two different things. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so in, I, I would see incentivization will um, break, um, you know, like the bombarding. Yeah, it's okay, you know, I don't mind the targeted ads if I'm, getting eight, nine percent off that that's my perspective. And a lot I would of also say that there is the argument that these targeted ads are something that I'm looking for. 
Like if I went to search for a, like my chair is rickety mm-hmm. right now and I want a new computer chair. Now, if you give mm-hmm. me the right offer, I'd be happy to buy, but I'm yeah. not able to see that content. No, honestly, I clicked on targeted ads before, you know, like uh, if you bring back that point, like, for example, I was searching um, uh, for an air purifier and I believe I was uh, looking at a company, Sharp Air Purifier, and yeah. I ended up buying Philips Air Purifier through a targeted ad. So targeted ads are not always bad. Oh, because the value proposition that Philips offered, I'm assuming, was better. Yeah, yeah, and it was. It's just not the price. It had uh, all all other, you know, um, you know, like um. It had like three uh, three filter layer purification and so simple like that, you know. So how much did Philips stuff, pay you to advertise? I don't think it's <laughs> we're we're not remarketing here, guys. Like yeah, we are. So. We don't have an audience, so. All right, that's that's interesting. So you were talking about personalization. Uh, I think that we we went over performance to an extent. Uh, mm-hmm. Performance from a from the perspective that I think a super app is going to require heavier resources. But you had a point towards performance as well in terms of yeah. how super apps perform a little better. Can you talk about that? Um, performance like. If you if you think about um, how well the app performs, um, it'll have glitches. At first, all these super apps have glitches. No, let's talk but, about ideal state. Like it's moved to maturity. Now what? Yeah. So in in that case, you know, I I I'll be very comfortable using that. You know, or, or you know, any any of the target clients. No, I mean, like, what performance benefits does it have over the current unbundled setup? Does it? Um. I would say, you know, like it won't have any, you know, like downtime, right? So you won't have any, you know, you don't have to change apps. Switching, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So you, you don't have to switch between apps. You can, you're on the same app buying, like you can go from uh, buying, for example, jewelry to ordering groceries, you know, on the same app. You don't have to waste time on, you know, um, you know, going into a different app, or if you don't have that app, you have to download it. There is right. a bunch of stuff, so you're under the same roof. That's interesting. That's interesting. And uh, from uh, you were talking about data breaches as well, so that's like a mm-hmm. that's a solid con. Is there something to speak of from on the pro side? Like, are super apps possibly more secure because they're just one setup? Like, I don't have to defend, I don't have to buy security. I don't understand this well enough, so I'm just going to try and build this out in my head, but I don't have to defend a bunch of apps. I can just defend the single one. Is that a benefit? Yeah, so sure. Um, Yes and no. So I would say um, probably AI should be used to, you know, secure these, um, you know, for the security purposes, um, because it's easier to hack into one app, right? So you don't have to hack into multiple because, and when they hack into it, you have your financial data also included in it. Ah, so consensus, so, it's just, uh, the downside is sec- potential security lapses. Yeah, probably, uh, you know, two-factor authentication and login to the app. So, you know, you have this uh, fingerprint login and um, along with your regular login. 
I would say mm -hmm. two-factor authentication might help uh, in securing uh, the app um, security-wise. Um, if you're looking at it from the perspective of the app itself for data leaks, um, I think it's, it has a long way to go. Understood. All right. Uh, that was an interesting conversation. Do you have a, any concluding notes? Like, I've, my conclusion is a super app feels like yeah, an uh, ecosystem. I want Sorry, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. I want probably a, a, a probably a prediction. You know, I yeah. would like all AI tools as a super app. Imagine that, like all the the entire, you know, the um, productivity, the art, you know, video editing, all that under one roof. All right. Um, I'm going to give a conclusion to begin with. Mm -hmm. I would say that ecos super apps sound like ecosystems to me, and ecosystems have succeeded where super apps have not so far. There is WeChat, of course, but then I would say that in the last decade, we haven't seen too many super apps come up. We've seen apps with multiple functions, sure, but they haven't risen to the scale of WeChat. And mm. Which is why I would say like ecosystems are thriving right now. Ecosystems are the way to go. Essentially, they all boil down to leveraging uh, uh, an audience that you already have. That's what influencers do. Like if I were peddling uh, fashion as an example, I could maybe peddle something else like perfume. Musicians, movie stars, they do that, right? Like Ham Lewis Hamilton, seven-time mm -hmm. world champion. He d he's a musician. He's into fashion. He's also a race car driver. So he's also influencing these other uh, these other uh, sectors. So my argument there is that at the end of the day, it's just leveraging an audience that you have. So that's that's my take on super apps versus ecosystems. And in terms of speaking to your prediction, I, I like your idea. That's quite cool. Like look at look at the value chain that someone can affect and then vertically integrate or horizontally integrate. It's a very interesting idea. Yeah, and it, it's going to help a lot of creators. You don't have, you can go from picture editing to video editing on the you same You should app. just you should start building it right now. Maybe before Maybe. we release this episode. <laughs> don't right, steal man. our <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. Thank you guys Thank for you. watching and see you on the next one. Yep.